This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. This Irish man stands with America. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. Hello, America. Thank you so much for tuning in today. This is the Freedom's Disciple podcast. I am your host, Jonathan Dunn. This is the show on the Blaze where you come for the accent, but you stay for the principles. And this is a special, special, special edition of the Freedom's Disciple podcast because... As you all know, my show normally gets released every Saturday at 12 noon Eastern. Today, this this show is going to be released late Monday, early Tuesday. Um, it's Monday morning as I'm recording this, um, which I'm excited about. And the reason it's a special edition is because I've got a lot to say, a lot to say about a certain colleague of mine at The Blaze and her comments last Friday. Before we get into that, though, I just want to apologize for missing the last couple of weeks. Um... I came back from D.C. covering CPAC for 27 hours of live coverage on Radio Row. And I walked back into a situation with my Irish work and my U.S. work. And it was just a perfect storm. And I had to miss a couple of weeks. But I'm back now. And I'm excited. And I'm really looking forward to the future shows I've got planned for you. As you know, if you've been a long-time listener to this show... Um, I'm going to do something today I don't I don't think I've ever done before, with very few exceptions. I want to talk about a Blaze colleague and their comments on The View last Friday. Of course, that Blaze colleague is Tommy Laren. If you're a long-time listener, you'll know I don't generally talk about people a whole lot because I find very little value in it, um, not to be disrespectful to anyone. But I tend to focus on the principles. Um, I tend to focus on the stories. And it's not personal. I don't get personal. I don't insult people. I don't demean people. But I don't want anyone discussing me. I'd I'd much rather, if anyone ever did discuss me, it would be about what I say and meet me on the battleground of ideas. However, today I'm going to make an exception. Because my Blaze colleague went on The View last Friday... And made some insulting, um, wrong comments. And also, I think this is a very important issue. And everyone says in radio, don't discuss this issue because it kills your ratings. It's not popular. I don't care. I want to discuss this issue because honestly, I can't think of an issue that needs to be discussed more in America. So in case you missed it, this is a short clip of what my Blaze colleague said on The View last Friday afternoon. You call yourself a conservative, um, a conservative Republican and a constitutional conservative, but you also consider yourself pro-choice, which is interesting to me because 68% of conservative Republicans think that abortion should be illegal across the board. No, I'm pro-choice, and here's why. I am a constitutional, you know, someone that loves the Constitution. I am someone that's for limited government, and so I can't sit here and be a hypocrite and say I'm for limited government, but I think that the government should decide what women do with their bodies. I can sit here and say that as a Republican, and I can say, you know what, I'm for limited government, so stay out of my my guns, and you can stay out of my body as well. So I think it's... You need to go out and speak to women about that. I do every day okay. and you know I, I get a lot of attacks Let's from go. conservative women as well yeah. you know i think it's uh, equal equal hate from all sides for well, me you don't have oh, equal hate from all sides for me oh you're such a little princess down to business so why am i breaking 
something tradition that I don't normally do to respond to Tommy Lauren. Why am I doing it now? What is so egregious about her comments? Well, I'm going to explain them to you. First of all, she is painting conservatism as something that it is not. She is painting and wrapping herself in the flag of conservatism or the the label of conservatism while portraying non-conservative views. I don't belong to any label, but a lot of my friends are conservatives. I have a lot of love for the conservative philosophy. I have watched conservatism be attacked from all sides. I have watched the left and the media portray conservatives in an evil and angry and despicable way for the longest time. I have watched the crappy, weak, spineless GOP wrap themselves, oh, well, I'm a conservative in in an election, but then I go to Washington and I sell out. I'm used to attacks on conservatism from all directions. But this type of attack needs to be addressed. And it's time to set the record straight. And that is what I'm going to do on this show. Now, before we get into the principles and what I have to say about Tommy Lauren, I want to be very crystal clear about something. I'm not here to attack her. I'm not here to demean her to insult her, to do anything to her. I'm going to show her the courtesy that she refuses to show anyone she disagrees with. Because I'm not going to get personal with her. In fact, to take a quote from someone she idolizes, Donald Trump, and adapt it slightly, what I'm about to say for the next 30 and 40 minutes, it is not personal. It is purely principled. So let's go through what she said. Because I want to go through everything she said, but I want to go into a principle-based discussion about this. First off, America. This is to Tommy, this is to Americans, this is to everyone. Can we stop with the new labels? At what point do you hit a saturation point with your labels? So Tommy now is a constitutional. Not a constitutionalist, a constitutional which is you revere the Constitution, but you're for a limited government. At what point do we, do we stop focusing on a label and start focusing on principles? Oh, well, you're a Republican. You're a conservative. You're a constitutional. You're a libertarian. Tommy, you're now a constitutional. You've got a constitutionalist. Maybe if we stop spending so much time coming up with a tagline that we can make a hashtag on Twitter and all agree on, maybe if we spent all that time, that precious time we do debating online about labels, if we spent a fraction of that actually debating principles, do you think, is it just me, am I alone when I say this, that says we might be in a better place? Why is labels and this creation of a label and and a hashtag so critical to people's thoughts today? I joined Glenn Beck in saying, that's another label I don't belong to. Congratulations. You can all talk about labels all you want. Tommy, you can go create all the labels you want. I will stay here and stand on the battleground of ideas looking to debate people on principle, not on labels. The last time I checked, quote-unquote, the conservatives used to be about debating principles, not labels. I talk conservatism, maybe maybe she is right, maybe she is a modern-day conservative. Maybe this is what conservatism stands for in 2017. That we, we, all we do is debate on the surface. Well, I'm a label. Well, I'm this label, and you're this label, and, and that's all we ever debate. The conservatives I'm used to hanging around, and many who are my friends, we don't debate on the surface. We debate deep down. We debate history. We debate philosophy. We debate principles. Second of all, Miss, Miss Loran, when do conservatives, quote-unquote, use liberal talking points? This is despicable. Is this what conservatism stands for in 2017? I'm for limited government. I want you to stay out of my guns and stay out of my body. 
When, when, when did conservatives start using liberal talking points? Why is this incessant need to feel popular? Using liberal lazy talking points. Stay out of my body. I'm pro-choice. Thirdly, at what point in America, and this goes for Tommy and this goes for a lot of people on all sides of the aisle today, which I'm going to address. But can we make an argument without being insulting? Can we make an argument without being insulting? By Tommy's words, now she didn't come out and insult anyone, but if you've watched her other videos, you'll see plenty of insults. It, she'd be a hypocrite if she was pro-life and pro-conservative and pro-constitutional. She'd be a hypocrite. In referencing, basically saying, anyone who belongs to conservatives, who believes in the founding of America, who believes in the conservative philosophy, is now a, is now a hypocrite. Well, guess what, Tommy? You don't get to speak for conservatism. You don't get to, to say what's hypocritical and what's not. But can we seriously have a conversation without insults? Like, I, I put this challenge out many shows ago, and no one ever answered me. Can please someone tell me a positive outcome when you insult people? I'm doing this show for The Blaze nearly two years, and I've done many interviews. I can count on my left hand the amount of times I insulted people. And yes, I'm aware I insulted someone at the start of this show. But politicians bring that side out of me, and it's not a nice side, and I apologize. But if you listen to the vast, vast majority of my shows, 99.9% is insult-free because I have no interest in insulting you. I want to meet you on the battleground of ideas. And if we agree to disagree, that's fine. I'm not looking for a purity test. I've said this time and time again. The aim for me for this show is not to get you to convert to my way of thinking. My, my hope for this show is that you listen to this show, be inspired, and kind of go, okay, John spoke about topic X. I want to go investigate. I want to form my own opinion. And I, I inspire you to go search for the truth yourself. Fourth point about her actual comments. Can we, as conservatives, and I'm putting myself in this label... Can we actually have an argument without bringing up guns? I get the Second Amendment. It is critical. I am a huge supporter and defender of the Second Amendment. I have done so many times on this show and in interviews. But you're talking about abortion. You're talking about abortion. And Disney World, just stay out of my, stay out of my guns and stay out of my body. We are, been portray- we are making it easy for the liberal media and the media who do not like conservatives and people who hold our views to hate us because the gun is all they see. In fact, in this argument, a gun is more important than a life. This is something we need to be aware of and understand how we are being portrayed and then respond accordingly. Her bringing up guns in her argument, even if you agree with her argument, a gun has no place. And in fact, it actually weakens her argument, which I'm going to address in a few minutes. But lastly, here's the point I want to make, and here's the reason for today's show and where I'm going to take today's show. Because I don't want to discuss Tommy. I could care less about Tommy. I wish her well. I don't know if she's a nice person or not. I've never met her. I've heard things about her, but that's all secondhand information. I hope she finds some principles. I hope she finds some, does some research. Because by her own words in interviews, she doesn't read. She watches the news. Well, I'm going to lay out the case why she is wrong and why what she said is not conservative. And the reason I'm doing it is not to change Tommy's mind. It's to highlight and make a stand for what is right. Because I don't know where she got her stat from, but the lady on The View said sixty-eight. only 68% of conservative women share our views have been pro-life. That number is shocking. 68% of conservatives are pro-life. I don't know where she's found that number from, but let's just take it that that number is true. 
what I'm about to talk about for the next 20, 30 minutes, and I'd ask you to bear with me, is I'm not going to talk about Tommy. I'm not going to respond to Tommy. I am going to make the case for principles. And I'm going to make the case for why if you are a believer in constitutional limited government and you revere your founders, I'm going to make the case as best as I can to show you the argument for pro-life. I'm not asking you to agree with me or disagree with me. I'm asking going to make this case and I'm going to hope you listen and then form your own opinion by doing your own research. Don't go anywhere, America. I'll be right back. You're listening to Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. versus freebies this is freedom's disciple with jonathan dunn on the blaze radio network thank you so much for sticking with me america as always i'm on social media you can engage with me anytime i've been very chatty this weekend about this topic Uh, because honestly i've been chomping at the bit since friday night when i heard these comments my head nearly exploded for many reasons and I'm on Twitter, at Freedom Disciple. I'm on Facebook, at Freedom's Disciple. Or if you just look up Jonathan Dunn, send me a friend request. Um, I engage with everyone as much as I possibly can. I love it. I, I All I ever want to do is have discussions with you. I don't want to make you feel like you're right or you're wrong or validate you or insult you. I'm here to discuss things with you. I have a unique view. I see things very differently. I see things from afar. And I just try and share them in a respectful way. But I've been very outspoken this weekend about this topic because, honestly, um, I can think of no more important topic to discuss than this issue. But I, I fear that the discussion about this issue is all going to be about Tommy and her comments and, yay, she's right and no, she's wrong and it's going to go, it's going to be a back and forth. I want to talk to you about principles. So let's talk about Principles. You know, in a funny kind of way, Tommy's argument, she actually proved in her words that she wasn't consistent. Because she brought up in her answer, I want, I'm for limited government. I want the government to stay out of my guns and stay out of my body. Okay, well then let's discuss this. What is the purpose? Obviously, when she says guns, let's just play a little magic, um, play by numbers. I'm guessing when she says guns, she means the Second Amendment. She wants the government to stay out of the Second Amendment. Okay, so let's go back, because she claims to be a constitutional. Let's go back to your founding fathers. What was the purpose of the Second Amendment? What was the consistency argument behind the Second Amendment? Well, people say, well, it's the right to bear arms. Mm-hmm, it is. It's the right to bear arms and it shall not be infringed. Absolutely right. That's what the that's what the Second Amendment means. That's what the wording is. What does it mean? Where did their arguments come from? Because here's the thing. If you want to be a conservative and you want to be a good conservative, I think we all have a duty and a responsibility. And actually, I'm not going to say everyone. I'm going to say myself. Because this is a duty and a responsibility I take very seriously. I have a duty and a responsibility not to argue on the surface, but to dig deep into the meaning of things and explain the meaning of things and get you thinking like you wouldn't normally think for some of you. To highlight new ways, to highlight new things you might not have thought of before. So what is the Second Amendment? The right to bear arms. But what is its original meaning? Well, if you go all the way back 
and understand the founders. The founders didn't speak of the God that I worship or any God. They spoke of nature's God and nature's law. That is what everything was based around. That certain rights were inalienable. They came from your creator. Whether that's God, whether that's Allah, whether that's a stone, wherever you believe you came from, that you have certain inalienable rights, regardless of whether you agree with them or disagree with them, like them or hate them, that is what they believed. So what is the basis for the Second Amendment? Well, the basis for the Second Amendment, if you follow the theory of nature's law and nature's God, which we still, even our liberal friends, will respect in certain outcomes today, is the right to self-defense. Even our liberal friends on certain occasions will respect that on occasions today. Let me give you an example. Do you think the, our liberal friends would go crazy about this story? It was a guy. He went into the woods. He went into the cave where they knew there was a bear, and he saw bear eggs, and he said, hey, I'll have a little play with them. And guess what? The bear came, saw him, saw him playing with the eggs, and went and killed him. Do you think our liberal friends would go Say, oh, well, kill the bear. The bear's been responsible. No. Nature's law says, hey, this is my cave. These are my... And I don't know even if a bear has eggs, but you you get the point I'm trying to make. It's in its home. It's worried for its future. It has a right to self-defense. If it kills you, no one's going to go, well, bad bear. It's nature's law. That is what nature's law is about. And your founders were big into nature's God and nature's law and the meaning of life. That is what they are saying in the Second Amendment. It isn't per se about guns, per se. It is about saying you have a right to defend yourself. You are not a victim. All men are created equal. If someone goes to kill you, you have a right to say, no, I'm going to defend myself. It's not a case of you just, well, if someone wants to kill you, you just got to sit there and play the victim. No, that's not consistent with nature's law and nature's God. Which is ironic because right before she brings up, or right after she brings up, well, everyone has a right to guns, which is by your founder's definition, which she says she's a constitutional, so I'm guessing she knows this. Well, what about the baby in the womb? So you're all for the right to defend yourself, but the baby in the womb doesn't have those rights? Because we respect a woman's right to choose? Huh. How does that work? How does that work? Do you see the inconsistencies here? But let me go one step further. Because I see... And I I don't know whether... I I don't know the reason for this, but I, I watch arguments from all sides. From my friends on the left, from my friends on the right... And I, I, I'm starting to understand the problem. And I've seen it for a while and I've spoken about it. And I don't know how to address it. I think there are some people on the right who use labels just to feel, to identify. That makes them seem cool. That they haven't actually done too much research in it. Constitutionalist is one I see people thrown around. I've seen people say, I'm a constitutionalist, but I'm all for stimulus packages. Um, have you read the Constitution and enumerated powers to, to the federal government? If you can find stim- uh, a stimulus package in there, please tell me. And I think this is where we have a responsibility, and this is the purpose of this show, and I'm trying to make it the purpose of this show going forward. It's not to respond to people, it's to make the argument going forward. We have a duty and a responsibility and sorry, I said we. I can't talk for anyone else. I have a duty and a responsibility to betray the founders, the principles they stood for, and why America is an exceptional nation each and every week to share their vision of why you are an exceptional nation. But I think a lot of people, and we need to help people, this is not to insult people or to demean people, we need to help people and inspire them to want to know more. The Constitution is not the be-all and end-all. It is an incredibly important document. But from the Founders' era, I can make an argument it's the third most important document. 
Because all the Constitution is, when you break down the Constitution, all it is is giving powers to certain bodies. It's giving power to, to Congress. It's giving power to the executive, to the legislative, to the judiciary. It's giving you ways to amend the Constitution through Article 5. All it is is a set of procedures. In many ways, all the Constitution is is the house that you live in. And all we ever seem to do today is talk about the house. We always seem to talk about issues on the surface, on the house. Oh, wow, we've got a pretty house. It's a beautiful house. It's got a beautiful door, beautiful windows. It's painted in the most wonderful color. It looks great. It's aesthetically pleasing. But we need to be more as conservatives, as people on the right, people who revere your founders, whether you're a conservative, constitutional, libertarian. It's about the foundations. It's not about the house. It's about the foundations. The foundation to the Constitution is the Declaration of Independence. And the Declaration of Independence is something that we need to discuss a lot more. And I'm taking it on my personal as someone who has a show and has is works on a network as a responsibility to talk a lot more about I've talked about it quite a bit on my show but I want to speak about more and find new ways to talk about it to share the stories behind it because it is an incredible document but if you claim to be a constitutional or a constitutionalist that means you have under, read the constitution understand it and understand that it is only the house and that the foundation is the declaration of independence and the declaration of independence says man are all equal and you have certain rights from god or your creator and chief among them and first right they said is the right to life the right to life that is what it is about. Because here's the thing. Me and you and me and Tommy and me and everyone who listens and me and Glenn Beck and me and everyone on the left, we can have discussions about healthcare. We can have discussions about taxes. We can have discussions about the Second Amendment, the Fourth Amendment, the Fifth Amendment, the Sixth Amendment, the Ninth Amendment. We can have all those discussions. We can have a discussion about free speech, about religion. We can have all these discussions. It is pointless from our point of view if you do not respect life. Because if you do not have a respect for life, how can then you turn around and say, well, I don't respect life and, you know, you can kill people. But, you know, I'm really passionate about the Second Amendment and guns. Or I'm really passionate about, you know, removing the NSA and them not spying on me. If you do not have a right to life, you do not have any other rights. Is it just me or am I just crazy in the way I see things? But if you do not have a right to life, how can you then turn around and say, well, you have a right to not be spied on? Huh. So you're telling me I don't have a right to life, but I have a right not to be spied upon? Uh, Oh, well, you know, you don't have a right to life, but you, you have a right to free speech. Huh? Huh. So if I make it... So basically, when I... I'm in the womb and been formed and growing. If I make it out there, it's a lottery. But then the minute I get there, I have rights. I have a right to free speech. Yay! I can say anything I want. But thank God I made it through the womb. Is is it just me or am I am I the only one who doesn't see, doesn't see this as inconsistent? I'm not saying hypocritical, inconsistent. And something that we need to talk out about more. We need to be the people who make the case. There's a great quote from George Washington. And if you're a long-time listener, you know how much I love George Washington. Truth will ultimately prevail where there is pains to bring it to light. We have a choice right now, ladies and gentlemen. We have a choice on so many issues. Will we be the generation... The last generation who who got to witness or understand some type of freedom? Or will we be the generation that inspires a new set of freedoms and a new invigoration of freedom and a new light for freedom for the world? That is our choice right now. Each and every generation has that choice. I can't speak for anyone else. I can only speak for me. But I am going to be at pain's each and every day to bring the light to the truth 
But it's not going to be my truth I'm going to bring light to. It's going to be eternal truths. And we'll go there right after this break. Don't go anywhere. I still have a lot to say, America. Don't go anywhere. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Doesn't affect anybody. So let's say they cut the Defense Department by 60% tomorrow. Is that money just not go places now? No, it means you're cutting money to companies that have contracts or inner office people who work for the Pentagon, meaning they no longer have jobs or less money for their jobs. The Morning Blaze, weekday morning, 6 to 9 Eastern, on the Blaze Radio Network. With Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you so much for sticking with me, America. I hope you're enjoying today's show. I don't know if it comes across, but I'm kind of amped up. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm amped up, and I'm really enjoying this show. And I hope you are too. And uh, if you do enjoy the show, I'd really appreciate it. We're on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music under Freedom's Disciple. Please consider sharing it with your friends. We've got a lot of exciting shows lined up. Um, I really appreciate any support you can give. And if you're on iTunes and you listen on iTunes, please consider giving us a review or a rating. Um, And be truthful. That's all I ever ask. I don't ask you to give me a great rating or a bad rating. Be truthful. Um... So I left the last segment about talking about my thinking. So one of Tommy's tweets, and again, I don't want to make this about her, but I'm seeing this as a noticeable noticeable trend on both left and right. When she, in one of her tweets, she said um, about my thinking. Now, what she was portraying was my thinking, and I'm an independent thinker. And I've seen this trend grow where people say, well, this is my truth, my truth. My truth. As if that is some justification for for sharing their truth. So I got to be brutally honest with you. If you want to be a conservative, traditionally, I'm not going to say in 2017 because times are changing. Heck, in 2017, people consider John McCain conservative, which is... <laughs> It's it's so laughable. People think John Boehner's conservative. If John Boehner and John McCain are conservative, I don't know what I am. I am like, whoa, way, the furthest thing from a conservative you can imagine. So maybe this is passes as conservative thought in 2017. That, hey, I, I just, I'm sharing my thinking, my, my truth, my truth. And this passes for conservatism in 2017. Maybe. But I want to address traditional conservative principles. Because here's the thing. Traditional conservative principles are not about my thinking or my truth. And that is anybody. This is not about John's thinking and John's truth. Traditional conservative principles are not about that. They're not about Glenn Beck's thinking and Glenn Beck's truth. They're not about Tommy Lahren's thinking and Tommy Lahren's truth. And I hate to burst your all bubbles, but it ain't about any of your thinking and your truth. Traditional conservative principles are about eternal truths. Traditional conservative principles are about principles that are tried, tested, and true. Because they are morally and spiritually right. When you have my thinking, my thinking can change. Let me give you an example, and I'm not going to talk about anyone else. I'm going to talk about me. So I wasn't always the person I was, and I've said I think I've said this some sometimes on the air. And if you haven't heard it, then you're in for a bit of a shock. But for I would say about two years, I defended George Bush and the Patriot Act. Two years, maybe it was three. I stopped around 2007. That's when I had my big eye opening. I was a conservative. I thought. But I defended it because I, you know, it was a bad time to live in, and I don't want I don't want to make this about the Fourth Amendment and spying. But 
I, I wasn't I wasn't as taught out as I was now. But I defended it. Well, I could have just went on, uh, on those times and I could defend my, my line of thought then. We're going, well, that was just my line of thinking. It was consistent to me. It was consistent in my mind. I'm a conservative. No. You might have been a conservative, but you're, you weren't holding conservative views on the Fourth Amendment. You weren't holding conservative views when, when, when you didn't listen to what Ben Franklin said about security and liberty. That wasn't my thinking because I can't defend it just as my thinking. It was wrong. And I've apologized for that. And I'm doing my best to make amends for it. But hiding behind my thinking and my truth doesn't mean anything. Conservatism is about eternal truths. Since we're talking about the Fourth Amendment, you have a right not to be spied upon. You have a right to be secure in your persons and your papers. That is an eternal truth, regardless of who you are. That, my thinking and my truth doesn't mean anything. Because I want to link this into something else. And I, I don't know who it is saying this, but there are people out there who's saying, well, Tommy's the future face of conservatism. And she's going to redefine conservatism. You can't redefine conservatism. No face can redefine conservatism. Not Tommy Lahren, not Glenn Beck, not Mark Levin, not Rush Limbaugh. No one can. If you can redefine conservatism, then you are no better than the left. And let me explain why. If you can redefine something and redesign it and rebuild it, and re-promote it as something else, then you're living under man's law. And that is what the left does. Well, our principles can can change, you know. It's, it's, you know, we might be for traditional marriage in 2008, but in, what was it, 2011, 2012? Well, guess what? I had an epiphany. I'm now for gay marriage. That is man's law. It changes with the tide. If you can redefine conservative principles, and this is not against Tommy, by the way, this is against anyone. If you think you can redefine traditional conservative principles, I'm sorry, you're sorely mistaken. And if you can, you are no better than the left. You both believe in man's law. You just happen to promote different values and principles. Traditional conservative principles are eternal ones. Traditional conservative principles are in line with your founder's view. Nature's law, nature's God, a right to life, liberty, and property, or life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, whichever version you prefer. The First Amendment, the right to free speech, the right to free freedom of religion, the right to freedom of association, a free press, and the right to petition your government. The Second Amendment, the right to bear arms, the Fourth Amendment, the right to be secure in your persons and your papers. Do you want me to continue on the amendments? But I think you see the point. These are principles that are tried, tested, and true, and all come together to form a version of American exceptionalism. Why you are different from every other nation in the world. You can't redefine them. Either a principle is is tried, tested, and true, and worked in at the time of Christ, was true at the time of Christ, was true at the time of 1776, was true in 1791, was true in 1860, was true in 1920, 1945, 1980, and 2017. Or you believe in man's law, which is a set of principles that, well, at the time of Christ, we have these set of principles. And and at 1776, when America formed its principles, well, it had the Bill of Rights, and or didn't, sorry, apologies, it had the Declaration of Independence. And then in 1791, well, you know, our, our truth and my thinking is, well, we have the, the Bill of Rights. And in 1860, you know, we had the amendments to the Constitution at post-Civil War. 1865, sorry, 1860 was the start. Or 1980, we have a set of principles, you know, how to deal with the taunt. And then Reagan gets elected in 81 and we have a new version and a rejection of the taunt. And in 2017, well, we have these set of principles. If you want to go down that road, I'm not saying you're wrong. 
I am not saying you're wrong. If you want to believe that, that you have a set of principles for a certain time and that they can change, then just understand you're on the same platform as the left. You believe in man's law. You believe in the power of man. You believe that depending on the time is what we believe in. I don't. I believe if you want to call them conservative principles, libertarian principles, right principles, whatever label you want to give them, conservatarian principles, you can pick any label you want. I believe principles are eternal. I believe in a set of principles. It's a code, scriptures, the Bill of Rights, the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution. I believe in a set of principles and values that are eternal. And nobody can change them. I can't change them. You can't change them. Tommy can't change them. Glenn Beck can't change them. No one can change them. Because they're tried, tested, and true. We need to make this case to everyone. And it's, I know it's going to be popular to make the case to the left. But in many ways, I think we need to make the case to the right before we make it to the left. And get some consensus on it. Because there are major differences of opinions on the right. And by the way, I'm not asking for everyone to, to have the exact same opinion. You can have difference of opinion on the right. It's healthy. We're not a collective. We're a group of individuals. But I think there has to be some consistency on values and principles on whether you believe in eternal principles or man's law. Because if the right becomes about man's law, I'm not on the right. I don't know where I am, by the way. Because I, I look at the political landscape in our, in America, in Ireland, in Europe, I'm kind of going, I don't belong anywhere. <laughs> i got to be honest. I, 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 I'm sure some of you are feeling the same. If you're listening to me, you have to have some inclination of feeling the same. I don't belong anywhere. I'm I'm not a conservative because I see people being conservative. I, I'm not a libertarian, even though I share many of their views. But in the top 100 list of of my concerns about the world, drugs legalization is not one of them, or marijuana legalization. So, and that's the image that gets portrayed about them. I don't know where I belong, but I will promote principles. And I think this is what we need to do. We must be that generation that puts our flag in the ground and says, no more. We are going to make the argument. With that being said, how we respond is critical. And I want to get to that right after this quick break. Don't go anywhere. I've got still a few things I want you to hear. I'll be right back, America. Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on demand. The Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. With Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you so much for sticking with me, America. I hope you've enjoyed today's show. As always, let me know how you think this show went. If you enjoyed it, if you didn't like it, if you think I'm full of BS, if you disagree 100% or if you agree, get in touch. I'm on Twitter at Freedom Disciple, on Facebook at Freedom's Disciple. Because apparently Facebook has more freedoms than Twitter which is funny and uh, I'm also on Facebook and you can friend me if you look up Jonathan Dunn 58 get in touch in closing I want to talk about something that I think is critically important for for all Americans left and right 
um, regardless of where you stand on the political spectrum, on the principal spectrum, whether you're a conservative, libertarian, um, or a liberal. It's how we respond. This idea of, and one of the things I don't get about social media, social media has such a great platform, has the potential to be a great platform. Because you see things online, and or you see something, a comment, or a, a video, or a politician giving a speech. I get the instant reaction that goes, oh my God, you're a moron. I, believe me, I've said that. I've I actually um, one of my lines I, I use it a lot and it's you'll get the reference I'm sure um, but when I see things I, I make jokes out of things and when I see things that annoy me politicians 99% of the time or media um, I go oh my god you douchebag you sure that Danny Danabucci um, I get that reaction I have it as well. I'm. I'm. I don't do insults and I don't demean people, but I, I, I get that reaction, that frustration, that instant frustration. But one of the things I don't understand about social media is it has such a potential to be great because it could be a great battleground of ideas. Because while you have that initial reaction of you see something going, oh my god, you're a moron. On Facebook, on Twitter, you have to type that out and. I've typed it out a few times, but then the filter in my head kicks in, kind of going, okay, is that going to add anything, or is it just going to basically escalate it to a load of hate and insults? Okay, it's not going to solve anything, and it's just going to escalate it. Then don't say it. But the opposite is true on social media. It's like, hey, I don't see you. I don't recognize you as a person. You don't have a head, a heart, a mind, a set of feelings, a set of emotions. I'm just going to say anything I want to you. Because you're just a picture. That's all you are. You're not a person. And I don't get insults. I don't understand why people have this constant need to insult people. To demean people. Because, again, going the historical route. If you read your Declaration of Independence, you will see very clearly your founder's intent. It was not to destroy something. It was to build something. What is the idea, when you see someone who disagrees with you, Tommy, or your liberal friends, or anything, is the idea, if you think they're 100% wrong, is the idea to demean them and to cast them out to hell, or is it to raise them up, to build something, to say, hey, look, I love you as a person, I recognize you as a person, but here's where we disagree, and have it back and forth. But not with the the cliche, the, the, the hook that says, if you don't agree with me, then I'm going to insult you. So I want to address this, some of the things I have received by pro-life people towards Tommy. Before you, if you heard this show and you haven't heard her comments or if you're engaging with her, I honestly ask you this, please. Meet her on the battleground of ideas. Discuss your differences civilly. We have to extend her the same courtesy she refuses to show other people who she disagrees with. We have to be better. We have to be better people. That is the constant thing we have to strive for. Just because she goes around calling people hypocrites and sellouts... And, and bloviating about how great Trump is. And being insulting and angry. If we respond in an angry and insulting way. It's pointless. It's wasted energy. Because no one is going to change anybody's mind. No one's going to discuss things. So please, if you listen to this show and you want to engage with her. I encourage you to get in touch with her. On Facebook, on, on Twitter. On any way you can. I don't know if she's on Instagram or Snapchat. I'm, I, I can barely struggle with the two. So I don't know about Tommy. But please be civil. Be respectful. But also be consistent. Because I've been tweeting and, and posting on my Facebook about this all week. And I've seen people say some of the following. And I want to respond to them. She's just full of hot air. Well, guess what? How is that helpful? 
That was one of the... Uh, she's just full of hot air. Okay, great. How do you want me to respond to that? How do you expect her to respond to that? She is the... There's a, an article coming out today where she's... They're going to paint her as the hypocrite. Again, how is that helpful? So she calls you a hypocrite. You get annoyed and you're going to respond with an article saying she's a hypocrite. And people like her are hypocrites. Are, do is this all we want? Like to throw red meat to the to the people? Yeah. Well, thank God, thank you for standing up for me. She called me a hypocrite, but I'm the one who's right. She's the one who's a hypocrite. Is how does that solve anything? Is our aim to build tear people down, or is it to build something up? Is our aim to just mean people and say, "Hey, guess what? You're just going to rot in hell," or is our aim to save people? A large percent of Americans claim to be Christians. Read your Bible. How how are we to treat sinners? Are we to demean and insult them, or are we to try and help them and reach out to them? Because not one of us is perfect. That is what we need to do, I believe. I've heard people say, you know what, it's time to shut her up. Be consistent. Be consistent. If you want to be a conservative, how can you claim to be a conservative? And I'm not saying you're, I'm not calling you a name, I'm asking you a question. How can you claim to be a conservative who believes in traditional conservative principles but want to shut someone up? Is there not, do we not have a right to free speech? If you want to shut Tommy up, I got to be honest, I'm not on your side. I can't join you in in shutting Tommy up. I don't want to shut anyone up. I would love if I could, if I could, this is what I honestly would love, I would love to sit down with Tommy and have a long chat with her. It would be respectful and I would go through all the principles and have a discussion with her. And have a back and forth. But I'd also be prepared to walk away from that discussion knowing there's a, cha- a good chance she won't listen to me. And there's a good chance we won't even agree on anything. But I would love to have the opportunity. But I don't want to shut her up. And I don't want to shut anybody up. I see people in the media that I cannot stand on both sides, left and right. I don't, I'll never support, hey, they need to be shut up, they need to be silenced. Because the minute you start that as a precedent, you're in for a lot of trouble. Because then it comes to a point where, well, I don't like what you say. I'm going to shut you up. And conservatives, if you're a traditional conservative, just play this out. Even if you don't believe in the principle, just play this out. It's not a smart strategy to follow. Because the way, the trajectory of Europe, of America, of the world is people like me and what I stand for are becoming in the vast minority. Do you think I'm going to always have a right to free speech? So even if you don't believe in the principle of free speech, it's not a very smart game plan because we'll be the ones shut up and silenced and put in the corner. And lastly, I had someone call her a baby killer. What is it about people on the right who want to be inconsistent and are using liberal talking points. Now this comment was on my timeline several times and I I corrected the record on it. There was also an insult in there which I'm not going to repeat on this air. It doesn't deserve um, the airtime. But she's a baby killer. Now unless there's something I don't know, I've never seen it or I've never heard it. But let's give people the benefit of the doubt. I have never seen or heard Tommy have an abortion. Going around calling Tommy Lahren a baby killer? You are no better than the left blaming a gun for a shooting. Because if you do up the grand total of the amount of babies Tommy has killed, even three days after her big outpouring of being pro-choice, and you do the grand total of people guns have killed, it's zero on both counts. It is time to be consistent in our views and stop using liberal talking points and liberal views. Her comments, I think, are really bad. They're not consistent the way I see things. 
but we must address them been draped in eternal truths and be entirely consistent I finished this to the show today by asking you one question what defeats hate what defeats insult do we gain anything and by the way if you have an answer to this please get in touch on social media I'm not hard to find if you think any outcome is possible when you meet hate with hate with insults with insults if you see any positive outcome to that happening and by the way you feeling good is not a positive outcome it might be for you personally I mean in the grand scheme of things please let me know I'd love to hear it the way I see the world and hey my truth my thinking but it's also based in biblical teaching we're to love one another we are to sit with prostitutes and tax collectors. That is the example of our Savior Jesus Christ. Why don't we follow it? My truth, my thinking says, as Christ said, as people like Martin Luther King said, as people like Bonhoeffer and Gandhi have said in different forms, love is the only thing that defeats hate. Love. And as much as you hate me, I'm going to love you even more. That is what we must be. We must be the generation that stems the the, the tide of hate, of insults, of abuse, and of liberal talking points. We must meet on the battlefield of ideas and have a back and forth. But be respectful. Because hell knows... There's an awful lot of people who get great joy and and get a lot of publicity for insults. A lot of people have it. If we don't be the generation and if we don't be the people that says, I get the hate and the insults, but I'm not responding. If we don't do it, who will? As the old Reagan says, if not you, who? If not now, when? I thank you from the bottom of my heart tuning in today. I really hope you have learned something i hope i've inspired you in some way to to get involved to to speak out for certain principles i hope it's inspired you to to educate yourself i don't want you to find my opinion i don't want you to find glenn beck's opinion or tommy's opinion i want you to find your opinion but base it in truth base it in principles find your truth because here's the bottom line And I know people, I said at the start of the show, people in radio say, if you talk about abortion, which I've done for about 45 minutes now, people won't listen. And that's okay, I'm I'm prepared for that. But I can think of no bigger or more important issue than standing for the right to life. I can think of no more important value to stand for than the right to life. And if we don't be the generation that stands for it, who will? That quote at the start of their show that The View used, 68% of conservatives are pro-life. To me, that's a really low number. And that shows you how much work we have to do. Forget looking at the left trying to fix them or insult them or demean them. Look upon yourself. Look around your circle of friends and say, we have to address that 32% or even if it's 20%. Or 10%. That is what we must do. And I'm going to do everything I can. To help you. To inspire that change. Because I see the world going in bad places. And I don't know what I can do. Or how I can do it. But I know I'm going to give it my best try. I want it to be crystal clear. In the book of life. That I stood for it. That I stood for principles that I did everything I could and I hope you do too I'll be back with a podcast this Saturday America it'll be released as always back to a normal schedule 12 noon Eastern on SoundCloud on iTunes and Google Play Music for free you can check it out anytime share it with your family and friends until then we finish this show the way we always do America by saluting the real heroes in society 
your police, your firefighters, your emergency personnel, and your vets, the men and women, the men and women who defend your nation and your values and your principles and sacrifice for them 24-7. We salute them each and every week and each and every show we do. And also I salute you, the great American people. If you've heard nothing or digested nothing for what I've said for the last hour, digest this and never ever forget it. America is great because Americans are good. America is great because Americans are good. That is each and every one of you. Until Saturday, America, God bless you and God bless America. Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on demand. The Blaze Radio Network. 